Welcome to your effing 40s. I'm Leanne McLeod. And I'm Corey Harding. Thanks for listening. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Welcome back to your effing 40s. I'm Leanne. And I'm Corey. And this is show 68. 68. Yeah, we're uh, heading to 70 pretty quick. We're evolving as a company like crazy. Evolving and avoiding show 69. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have a child audience now. Apparently 13-year-olds listen to us too. So, you know, decisions are made. We have to be responsible adults. I know it sucks because I hate being responsible sometimes. Well, you know, our... uh... Our jam has kind of evolved. Yeah, <laughs> it's our a terrible whole word thing has evolved. Our jam is to evolve, has evolved to avoid yeah. jamming. Which we want to <laughs> consider, you know, we want to just keep doing what we're doing and effing 40s right now. Live Talent has like, I think we have 12 on the roster as nice. of this week. Uh, about six venues that we can bounce between. Uh, a lot of it's original content, but they will play cover. And people seem to be quite receptive to that kind of thing, which I was kind of worried about when I started booking just originals yeah like but they throw a cover in here and there right but i I, it's really that industry where it can go either way with a bar right but most of the bars i put my talent in they love them yeah i think if you're doing originals and you know we sort of stress this in the original music showcase as well if you're an original music band you have to be able to do covers credibly absolutely um just so people know you know and when you're working in that environment of going out to bars to entertain people where you're kind of the secondary, you know, it's like, okay, maybe this, you know, maybe you're on the bill, maybe it has a, you know, a billboard, but you know, for the most part, this bar is looking for, you know, entertainment in that sense, you got to be able to connect to the audience. And the only way to do that is with covers, because if they've never heard your song, how are they going to, you know, how are they going to know it to really, you know, get involved with it? And I know you want to believe your stuff is just that awesome, but, well, you need to, if you learn somebody else's craft, yeah. that makes you that much of a better artist. Really, at the end of the day, like you're learning somebody else's yeah. stuff that, and learning how to sing it properly yeah. and play it properly. That's huge. Because yeah. then it's not just you. You're actually sharing somebody else's talent, which I think if you can do that, that's great. Yeah. I've had musicians tell me that's a good way to learn as well is just to play other people's music. And yeah. You, uh, it takes you to places you wouldn't normally think to go. My husband bought a harmonica two weeks ago. <gasps> what key? I think it's like D, but I was playing with it in the car. They're, they're freaking fun. Yeah. I had a blast. I was like blowing it and he's just looking at me. <laughs> blowing it. Well, never mind. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> we're not at show 69. <laughs> but, Leave uh, it. Leave, Leanne. <laughs> we forgot to announce the last show that we have a new sponsor. We have Bucket Brigade Recording Studios. Oh, okay. uh, Joel they Pearson. They don't wash cars. No. <laughs> I know, right? Wa- are they washing cars and detailing? Bucket Brigade. Oh, I was yeah. hoping for hot girls and soapy bubbles. And redheads. <laughs> and uh, and then that, and then we did our first production at the Wink and Owl. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We went down there and uh, invaded like Russians and gave them comedy. <laughs> you just got to throw that out there, right? <laughs> We went We went and gave comedy where comedy was maybe not wanted. Well, the owner <laughs> wanted it. And uh, we gave it a whirl and it turned out all right. In fact, people are looking forward to the next time. They couldn't believe the level of quality we put in front of them. Well, we put headliners in place. So, you know. You know, that's the way to do it. It wasn't an amateur thing. I don't think you could have put amateurs in that room no, at they that point. They would have melted. Yeah, they would have shot them it right was, out. Then you would have seen stuff thrown away. It, it was, you know, and... and, and 
comedian parlance. It was a typical road gig, you know, but for the first time it went over well and, and we could get a groundswell yeah. of people that do come Start on, to that catch night on and, and, stuff. Uh, and yeah. it will be a, a less of a hassle to try and get the show off the ground. It's, it's very difficult when, um, <clears throat> when you have a circumstance where other people aren't necessarily paying attention to the show and they're having their own conversations because stand-up comedy is of course about words and timing Yeah, and people who are paying attention to you are listening to your words. But when there's other words floating through the air, it, breaks up the tension and the timing so it becomes harder unless that person is really you know trying to focus in on what's going on they get distracted from the tension building of the joke and they don't laugh as hard and the whole thing becomes de-evolutionary kind of uh experience i liken it to if i showed up with a band playing and i just plugged in a guitar and an amp and i just started strumming along with the band randomly you know a, the band would be like, what the? And the audience would be like, I don't know. Does this fit? I'm, I'm having trouble getting into this music. Because Can you imagine of, right? doing that? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I've imagined it uh, several times. I want to write, I want to do a skit about it. That would uh, actually be very funny. Because it's very, it, it, it's the way audiences treat musicians versus comedians is kind of, it's kind of funny the way they do that. And I've imagined all these sort of. So at the, at the uh, show, before the show, I was, we were talking with Laurie Ferguson. Yeah. And you guys had a band. Let's talk about the band. <laughs> this name. The name alone. Lori, as soon as Lori found out you were an agent, she pitched she pitched our yep. old band. Right? Yep. And you just said yes based on the name alone. Yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't check how bad it would be. It was just it, yeah. It was four it was four stand-up comedians and one sit-down bassist. And uh it was really funny that uh that interview we just did with Harem Soul. He described his basis as being a serendipitous find. Yeah. Our bassist, we called serendipitous Jerry yeah. because he was a serendipitous find. And he was, you know, bass holds down the band, man. He was he was the professional musician of that band. You and, guys were just like the tambourine people, right? We were, we were, you know, we were, you know, Clark plays, Scott, you know, was learning to play. Like we were, we were all learning to play. We thought, oh, well, wouldn't Who it be sang? fun? Lori sang. Does she sing? Yeah. Oh, Lori was okay. our lead singer. So, so what was the name? Let's, let's say the name here. The name of the band we decided on, and this made posters because uh, we played a couple of festivals because, uh, you know, I'm connected. I can get a shitty band in anywhere. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a shitty band that's just coming out of the garage, contact Corey. Oh, I had so many great backstage, kind of, you know, people that I knew. And I'm like, hey, man, our band is. And they're like, yeah, bring it up. You know, so we played early in festivals. You know, we were the first band on. Uh, we were the sound check band, basically. Well, I'm glad we're talking so. about this because we've never talked about this. But I want the name. You got to say the name. <laughs> we uh, we called ourselves the Pretty Pity Fuckers. And you wonder why I didn't say no to that name. Like, wouldn't you say no? <laughs> yes. And Lori's like, but, but you know what? And it was spelled with a, it was spelled with a ph. Fuckers, <laughs> not fuckers. Fuckers. P h u c k. The Pretty Pity Fuckers, and it came about. <laughs> <laughs> as a, we, Lori and I had this crazy conversation about people we'd slept with in our past and sort of these pity fucks that we pity fucks. <laughs> this just gets better and better today. Yeah. So we, we had this great laugh on the fact that we, you know, just submitted to somebody's constant pressure to have sex at one point in time. <laughs> so you get I never gave in oh no wait I had a couple when I was drunk we won't talk about that yeah. so for the unmarried ears yeah 
So we, we laughed about that and we came up with the name, the pretty pity fuckers. Yeah, that was funny. That, and then when I realized, I'm like, I was just like, that's just the name alone. And then I found out you guys were like, Joe, I thought you were joking at first. Like, and then you're a real band. I'm like, yeah, what? Well, we, let's do this. Yeah, like, we, we managed to, you know, get through a few songs. And the idea being, of course, for us is that we could maybe book a 45 minute set and do like four songs because we had so much banter in between. So are you <laughs> so guys we only needed like, to do are you guys... four or five songs really well and then just have everybody laughing in between. So when's the band getting back together and coming on the original music showcase ah, well, on the effing 40s? All the pieces. Actually, Scott's moving closer to town, which would make it easier. See? Suggestions. <laughs> so He's actually going to be just down the road. On our stage, you'll have the pretty pity fuckers. I mean, puckers. <laughs> pretty pity fuckers. That's, that's nice. Yeah. You say it fast and you're just like kind of tongue tied, actually. No, you just spell it differently. It's still fuckers. Oh. oh, the P is silent. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I don't know very many uh, P's that are silent, but okay. We need to go for Vietnamese soup someday. Yes, absolutely. So look out for them. That band might be making a comeback on our stage. Uh, you guys get down to the beggar. We got some cool stuff going on. Comedy night Tuesday. Tuesday comedy night. I comedy Tuesday night. Comedy Tuesday night. I did do it right. Comedy Tuesday night. Comedy Tuesday night. Where and, the pros uh, play on Tuesday. Yes, they do. And uh, I've been helping Corey produce it and learning how to do it and sort of learning the sound. To be fair, last week, I was kind of left on my own and we had a band that plugged everything in the board and then unplugged all of our stuff. So that stuff I hadn't learned. Now I know how. Yeah. Um, little by little. Little by little, yeah. I'm learning the board. And it's quite like it, it really is to walk in and see that board, it's very like mind numbing. Like your your whole brain is going, oh my God, let me remember this. Cause I haven't done it very often, yeah. right? But yeah, so I'm down there with them most Tuesdays. So sometimes I take a Tuesday off, but not lately. I'll be back there with everybody tomorrow night. And by this time this comes out, who's on stage? Todd, is that who's out? Todd Ness is joining us, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's always a, good. Oh, super funny young man. No, he's very funny. And then we had some uh, other comedics that have not been around for a while. Comedians. 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 It's <laughs> not even a word. Comedics. I'll leave it in there. You know, I fumble my words anyways. Uh -huh. Words are hard. We've had some cool content on stage. We've been very, very blessed for what we have right now. And we thank you guys for listening and supporting the show. And, you know, just keep it coming. We've got some really... No, keep coming down. Yeah, keep coming down. And, and even, you know, listen to this show, download it, give us a star rating. Like, let us know where we're at with you guys. If you have to give us a one star, we're okay with that. We'll work on it. But if you have suggestions on what you'd like to hear, also send it. It doesn't mean I'll do it, but we will put it on. Save, <laughs> save your one star ratings for somebody else. Yeah. Give it to somebody else. Give me a five or nothing. Right. We're working <laughs> out here. Me. We're working out here. Yeah, we're trying. Yeah. We're trying. Things are going really well. And I'm learning a lot in the entertainment business. I've only been in it for two years now. And really not even two years when you think about it because... I, I don't. We were shut down, right? Yeah. And so now I'm really learning it. And all I can say is the music industry and the entertainment industry needs to work together. Because I know I'm not jaded and I have fresh eyes and I'm a little <laughs> too happy sometimes about things. But I find that when you have synergy, it's great. And if you guys all share with each other, that includes agents. It works on grinding up fresh energy. That's yeah. how the whole thing works. Don't touch my mic. Don't I know. touch your mic. Don't touch. This is every show. Like you guys should already know this. <laughs> but again, we thank you. We thank our sponsors. 
it's awesome. Like the people that we have coming aboard with this company are fantastic. We're yeah, excited about absolutely. the stage no, show. Our sponsors are very generous. It's, I uh, want to thank the bands that have been on our stage lately because you guys are actually bringing it and you're bringing your audience. And I'm really impressed with the amount of people that have been on our show. Like I said, just keep listening. We thank you every day that we get this chance to talk your head off and babble. We hope to hear you tuning in for our not so special show 69 again. Yeah. Not so special this time as children. <laughs> special <laughs> like i eat crayons or something again have a great day thanks for listening thanks for listening <laughs> see i told you it's better when we're together <laughs> how's it going tyler we're gonna restart me. that thanks for coming aboard this is tyler from harlem soul how you doing i'm doing pretty well how about you guys today we're good we're good we're we're talking about everything that's going on and how busy it's getting Oh, yeah, never a dull moment, hey? <laughs> yeah, no, it's never a dull moment with us. Are things picking up with you guys? Oh, yeah, definitely. The, the winter was a little bit cold and Canadian. What can you do? Yeah. But nobody wants to bring their guitars out in minus 30. That's abuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is abuse, but actually. Now, with the uh, spring coming by, got a lot of contemporary bands asking us to play gigs, so not looking few and far between, that's for sure. They're just kind of rolling in. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, nice. That's great to hear. And how long have you guys been playing together? Uh, man, only like nine months. Wow. You yeah, guys... pretty good. So they were on our stage about a month. Was it a month ago? A month and a half ago? Yeah, I think about that. Yeah, and they, they rocked it. They were really cool. Sorry, what genre are we talking about? The music. What is your genre of music? Kind of like... Uh, like... To paint it with a broad brush, I guess we'd call it prog rock because we definitely go through some progressive things. You know, we like a little bit of blues, a little bit of different modal playing, nice. counterpointed rhythms, odd time signatures, all that good stuff. How long does it take to assemble? I mean, the pieces for some something like that, people who like and have the, the skill to, to do that. Was it a process to get the right people together? Yeah, actually, like... Finding the two other dudes in our band was quite the serendipitous occasion. <laughs> um, our bass player, he comes all the way from Lima, Peru. Wow. Um, and we just happened to meet him on Kijiji. Um, <laughs> That's it. how like, I bought my rabbit. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, like, this guy was so hungry that I'm pretty sure he's played with every circle of musicians in the city to the point where he was playing with old band members of mine from days past. To, uh, he actually found our drummer in a different group and their little thing didn't work out. So we poached him and never looked back. <laughs> and then like, what kind of gigs are you guys doing then right now? Like, where is your next one? Yeah, so we're playing uh, sat this Saturday, April 2nd at Burns Bar there in the underground. Nice. Go hang out with some hardcore bands, a couple pretty heavy things, and I think we'll be able to fit just right in. Is that where you're happiest is in that hardcore metal scene well, or you, you just, know, it's you, you guys are chameleons. Yeah. We're <laughs> definitely chameleons. Like we were even joking about hitting up the Ironwood just to play a jazz set and see what happens, you know? Okay. Awesome. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's really encouraging to hear. So how long have you personally been doing music then? So I've been playing music generally since I was about 18. So you could say it's what I'm 26 now. 
so eight years. Nice. All right. I was actually a drummer first and foremost. That was my first love of music. I was playing in a band called uh, Dave and the Electric Wheels. We've actually played the Blind Beggar before. Okay. Yeah. And then um, I didn't feel as expressive behind that kit. So what do you do? And you pick up a guitar and start singing your heart out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I've you know I've heard of drummers transitioning and into uh, guitar and singing and uh, I went from guitar to drums. And so you have a lot of original content. Who writes all that? So we all write our own parts, but when it comes to anything lyrically, I'm the go-to. Some of the more complicated stuff definitely comes from the uh, twisted mind that is our bass player. (laughs) He's a real driving force for anything that sounds dissonant or is in a weird time signature. I'm more of a song song specific i like i like songs with movements and things that might be a little more poppy i guess yeah um but it's funny how those two things can work together you don't get to see it all the time (laughs) and only nine months and you guys are really good i actually really enjoyed you guys on stage and can you do just a quick shout out to the the names of your yeah your your band yeah so the harem soul is comprised of mr bruno Langwasco on bass Mr. Luis Marin on drums, and I myself and Tyler Hines on lead vocals and guitar. Awesome. We'll uh, add the applause in later. Yes. Don't we have the applause somewhere? I'll probably get the laughing part wrong. Oh, we do. Yeah, you'd get it wrong. (laughs) There's a laughing button, too, and I don't want to do that to you. We've only learned one button on our board. Yeah. We we don't have shame. That's how we get up on stage. Oh, we understand that completely. <laughs> zero shame. You got to have zero shame to get up there sometimes. Oh, man. We're right, get especially back when you're... Yeah. <laughs> Every week, even if you get stuff thrown at you. Yeah. You know, and we haven't had that yet, but I hope to take it with a smile if it ever does happen. I'm sure a lot of people want to throw things so you, at So you haven't played Edson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Edson, let me put that down on the yeah, map. Right? Uh, <laughs> well, bucket, bucket list items. So uh, they played at the original music showcase oh, for cool. Wednesday. So they'll be, when we get the battle of the bands and everything going, they're already automatically shoe in for that contest, right? Cool. Ooh, Once we'll they see you there. Yeah. yeah. So anybody that, you know, comes on our stage gets that, which is awesome. Yeah. On a Wednesday, you know, anybody that books with us, they get that exciting. Because once we get all the sponsorship and stuff together, because it's been two years. Yeah. So yeah, we have to, to outsource it. now. And once that gets going, that's going to be a lot of fun. And Killer Karen is one of the judges. So she'll no longer oh. be able to cover for you. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can book that in the schedule. Exactly. So we're looking to get you back on stage soon, too. I'll contact you and, you know, we can maybe book a show for you guys in the next couple months again, get you out there. That always sounds good to us. Awesome. And uh, what do you do for a living? Like, I know you said you were busy and I'm, I was bugging you during work, right? Yeah, I'm actually uh, at work right now. I work at uh, Guitar Works, Calgary owned and operated since, mm. what, like 1990-something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I thought if I uh, couldn't be playing guitars, making zero dollars on the couch every day, I may as well make minimum wage while talking about guitars all day. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Take your uh, experience and. Uh... We'll have to come down and see you. Yeah, we're at, we're <laughs> at the market mall and location. Take care of you at work. Okay. You're where? Market mall. Uh, market mall. Yeah, market okay. mall. That's far. Not from all the other guys here. are cool, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> be like this is Leanne and Corey from the effing forties. They're not. Yeah. They're not well behaved. 
we'll, we'll go live on like on location. That would be cool. Guitar Works. Yeah. We should hit them up for sponsorship. Yeah. I think we've said Guitar Works enough, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, I guitar think so. Works? <laughs> Your boss would be like, you're not talking to those people anymore. <laughs> Yeah, we'll yeah, come down um, and check you guys out, and you should tell your boss to reach out to us. Yeah, definitely. I, I can pass some information along, you know, see what happens. That rocks. Well, thanks for your time. Let's give uh, your listeners and our listeners um, your links to your stuff. Oh, the link to our stuff? Yes. Yeah, uh, find us on Spotify, Deezer, Tidal, Apple Music, anywhere you can stream under Harem Soul. That's H-A-R-E-M. S-O-L, and uh, don't be shit out of luck checking out our music. <laughs> Thanks awesome. for joining us today, Tyler. Yeah, we really appreciate having us on, and I guess we'll be seeing you guys in the future, eh? Yes, yeah, you will. I look forward to it. We'll come by and visit. Right on. Have a great day at work. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Take care, man. Sounds good. Later, guys. The Epping 40s is sponsored by One Wheel Services. Comedy Tuesday Night. John William Wade. Corner Salon. Bucket Brigade Recording Studios. The Blind Beggar Smokehouse. And Tracks VR. Hello? Hello, it's Leanne and Corey from the Effing 40s. Hey guys, how are you? We're good. Timothy J, what's going on in your life? Well, you know, I'm actually, uh, I'm glad you guys called early because I realized I had rehearsal tonight. So (laughs) that's what I got going on tonight. Well, we're happy we called early because then we can go do our own lives. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. That's right. That's right. Get it out of the way. We had Timothy on stage and he's got a long running career in uh, music for quite a while now. How long would you say at this point? Well, I'd hate to say the number of years, but most of my life. So, yeah, it's been a long time. I've toured in the 80s and 90s, and, you know, COVID helped me to finish the record that just came out. So, because uh, I had some free time, I wasn't traveling. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've been doing this most of my life in some form or another. Nice. And has it always been like your own band, or did you start off with somebody else's band? Well, I've done a lot of different stuff. Like, I've played in a lot of cover bands that had originals. Yeah. And um, I still play in another cover band that does bars, you know, a couple weekends a month when the original band isn't playing. So I kind of do both. But Timothy J is a collaboration of some guys I've worked with for a few years and is just strictly original material. I mean, we might do the odd cover in live performance, but, uh, you know, that's not really our goal. It's, It's more just promote our music and write and record and have some fun, really. And we had you on the stage at the Blind Beggar, and you guys were fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you. We had so much fun. It was a, it was a good night. Great to have people out on a Wednesday night like that, and see things starting to open up. And yeah, so it was a lot of we fun. were excited to play. That's for sure. Yeah. So, genre of music. Like, how old are you at this point? Are we allowed to say your age? <laughs> he didn't even want to tell you how many years no, he was in I'm music. I'm not going to so. kill you. You're 56. <laughs> no, I, I'll, I I'll, be, I'll be honest with you because you know it, it is what it is. Um, I just turned 60. Oh, wow. You look good for 60. uh, Wow, yeah. Well, thank you. I don't publicize my age, but I've done a number of interviews where they've asked me that sort of question, but not necessarily, well, how old are you today? But Yeah. I don't mind. I'm proud of what I'm doing, what I'm still doing at this age. I mean, I wish I knew 
what I know now when I was 30, because things could have been a bit different, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But everybody says that regardless of what career or life status they have. So, Yeah. 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 Nobody's ever completely happy with the pace of their own success, even though it is going up. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you just got to, I, the thing I like about my approach to music now is that I get a lot more out of it because I keep the expectations, you know, in check. Yeah. You know, I would love to have a very successful song, but it's not really what it's about. You know, for me, it's expressing my writing ability and my, you know, expressing myself artistically through music and getting to work with some great people and go in cool recording studios and, you know, do stuff like that. And then, you know, when we can, we get to play live and that's even better. You know, there's nothing quite like going in front of people and playing your own songs and have them not leave. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> See the heads bopping and the people dancing and yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It's yeah. Engaging a, a, an audience is, that's the most amazing thing as an entertainer. It's so much fun. Yeah. Once yeah. you get used to it, you're not sliding out of your seat. Yeah. 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 It takes a while. And, you know, it's, it's always nerve wracking when you're, you know, I wrote these songs and they all, they're all real stories. So, you know, you're kind of exposing yourself a bit when you, uh, mm-hmm. and I mean that in the dressed way. Yeah. You're, kind of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. you're putting your children and, up for judgment. Yeah. Uh, you're setting yourself up yeah. to be judged, I guess. So yeah. it's a bit nerve wracking, but when people seem to like it and they, stream your music on Spotify and Apple music and all that. And they buy your CD and the odd t-shirt and stuff like that. It's, it's rewarding to say the least. Yeah. I think every fan that you get, like, or it's, you know, fanfare or whatever, when you get it, it's exciting. Just that one person that, you know, recognizes who you are or has bought something and enjoys what you do. Yeah. Or when you get a comment, like yeah. on a song where it's like, you know, this made me think of my, husband who died or something like that, or like, you know, somebody yeah. that's getting something that they personally can relate to out of it. Yeah. And I've gotten quite a few comments on my material with, you know, people that saying they can relate to sounds like something that was going on in their life. And you know, that to me, that's very rewarding to get that because it means they actually were listening, you know? Yeah. You're hitting generic chords, you know, that people can map their own meaning. Yeah. To. They, they sort of, uh, yeah. you know, uh, it might not be the exactly what I was speaking of in the lyric, but it, you yeah. know, it means something to them. And, you know, that's how it always was for me from, you know, I've always been a music lover since I was very young. And it was always, you know, when you're a kid, you always take lyrics so literally. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and so to have somebody listen to it and think you're talking about them or they feel that it relates to something that's in their life, that's, you know, it means a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, we really enjoyed when you were on stage. You were guys, both you and Gil, the band was fantastic. Like you guys. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome show. Yeah, I'm, I'm very fortunate to play with some great players. You know, uh, Jared Huntrack, our drummer, I, play, I played with for many, many years. We toured together, yeah, for a while in the 90s and we played on and off again. And, and uh, you know, when I decided to actually put a band together to do the originals, uh, you know, he was the first choice for sure. Jamie Warren on bass. I've known Jamie for many years and he's a versatile player. He sings great. He can play guitar. He plays bass. And then Darren Schofield, the guitar player, is also my producer okay. and uh, and has co-written songs. So I write a tune. I take it to Darren at his home studio. We demo it up and, um, you know, he adds 
his magic to it. And then we head to the to main studio and, and record songs. So, yeah. So it started off with Darren and I just mucking around with a few of my original songs and then realizing that we had something that was kind of cool. So I got inspired and, you know, started to write more stuff and we ended up deciding on doing a record and all of it. So it's, uh, it's been a, been a, a great uh, ride over the last, uh, it, well, it's been nearly four years that I've started working with Darren. So nice. it's been really good. And we've got some new stuff on the go and things like that. So I'm excited to keep this thing going. And you just released that CD. October of uh, 2021. I think what year it is. Uh, 2021. <laughs> so I did, a, I did a three or four singles and a few videos and then released the full 10 track album for Timothy J. The album's called Better Late. The title track is Better Late. It's a song called Better Late. Eight tracks on there and then two acoustic versions of tracks that are real stripped down, a couple of acoustics and a little bit of percussion and vocals and that's it. And we just recently released three weeks ago, a little bit behind schedule because of COVID, trying to find a location to shoot a video where we didn't have to wear masks and yeah. you know all the stuff we had to work around to make it work. Yeah. It took us a while to make that happen. So uh, the song was released at the end of October, the title track, but the uh, video just came out three weeks ago, uh, but it's doing quite well at a lots of views on YouTube and stuff. So that's right. kind of what we're promoting right now is the live shows and the latest video. So on the video, what link can they pull that up? Go on YouTube and type in Timothy J. Yeah. Okay. And it'll come up. I've got uh, five or six videos up there. I've got a video for my first single, which is called This Time. I've got a regular video and a lyric video for that. I've got a video for, um, I have a song called All of Don't Lose Faith. I've got um, a lyric video and a regular video for that. What I do, I did a uh, Bruce Springsteen cover just for fun when during lockdown. I did The River by Bruce Springsteen, oh, nice. kind of my own version of it. Put that up on YouTube. So I got a few things on there. Nice. Awesome. And the latest being uh, uh, the Better Late video, which was fun because the concept is seeing a band in a really cool rehearsal space. So we went to, in Calgary here, a place called the King Edward Sea Space, hmm. which is in Marta Loop, and they've got this really cool place with a green room and the whole bit and it ended up working out really really well wow how, how big a venue is that from, i've never even heard of it right <laughs> well it's kind of a venue they do a lot of like they'll do photo shoots there and art gallery shoots okay. and and you can uh, rent the south end or the north end or they a wall comes up in the center and you there's uh, seating for 100 people Oh, wow. Um, we just used the one small area, like, uh, yeah. you know, which would be, I don't know, probably, it was probably about 400 square feet or maybe a little bit bigger than that. Right. And I worked with Seth from uh, Flip City Films, and he did a fantastic job. And we did the video with one camera. Yeah. So, nice. so we, uh, I think we did the song 35 times yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, get, to get all the angles. Yeah. yeah. That's a long <laughs> you know, when day. You, when you, yeah, and when you're working on a, on a smaller budget, you know, you see these videos that, you know, they got 15 cameras going, they can do it in an hour, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. It was great fun, and I'm really happy with how it turned out. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll uh, post those links as well so that yeah. 
or people can uh, just directly click. But if our listeners know where yeah, to go, where, I, where I, else I can, can they I get can, you? TimothyJ.ca. If they want to look at uh, my website, there's photos on there and the videos, and uh, you can actually listen to all the tracks on there if you want to listen to the album awesome. and you don't have Spotify or Apple nice. Music. Like if you don't, pay, if you're not paying streaming service. You can also listen for free on SoundCloud and Reverb Nation. There you go. Um, under Timothy J. For people that don't pay for streaming services. Yeah. And um, I have a Facebook artist page, Timothy J. as well. And I'm on Instagram as well, Timothy J. Music. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you for giving us your time today. Yeah. You know you got a busy schedule. Good luck at uh, rehearsal. Tonight. Thanks. I'll, I'll say break hi to the leg. guys. Sorry, break a leg. Good luck at yeah. rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Come on. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. If I did rehearsal I, every night, I'd be like a rock star. Yeah. I hope everyone shows up. Good yes. luck. Yes. <laughs> I'll, and I'll say hi to the guys. Yeah, please. Yes, please thanks do. again. Thanks for the interview. And thanks again for uh, a couple weeks ago on Wednesday at the Blind Beggar. We had a great time. And it was oh, a pleasure to meet back. you guys. We yeah. hope yeah. you come back. Absolutely. Oh, we want to come back. So. Good. All right, we'll keep in touch with you and I'll send you the link to the show when it's ready to go. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. Cheers. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Here we go, Gil Tungus. Right on time, look at us go. Well, one minute late. Bro. Shocker. Hello. Hi, Gil. Welcome to the effing 40s. It's Leanne. And Corey. Enjoying the weather? Oh, yeah, it's gorgeous outside. It's beautiful. Yeah, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. You know, just doing a bunch of stuff around the house today. Just having a domestic day. Domestic day. Wow. Sure, why not? <laughs> What's your, uh, you, you're pretty much out and about playing every night now. Is that correct? Uh, no, it's slowly coming back, though. I mean, I'm, I'm back to three to four nights a week, which is awesome. Yeah. We're still recovering for sure. You know, so we're, the clubs aren't going to bounce that fast and I'd say we're, we're looking at another six months to a year yeah. to see it to see a turnaround and people get back to where they should be you know because it's a the, the industry got hit really hard yes it really did really hard <laughs> yeah well yeah and, as, as you know yeah and I mean you you were pretty much an every every night guy playing right yes yeah, so I was pretty well six nights a week right before the pandemic I was six nights a week my only night off was Monday wow and uh, that all went away, and one day with the, the phone rang, and within four hours, my phone rang a few more times, and everything was gone. Yeah. And how uh, long How long have you been at that status in Calgary? Oh, goodness. Long time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Longer. I mean, I've been, I've been doing this full-time for, oh, wow. I started, I mean, I started in 86, but I went full-time in 89, and I've been... You know, playing this much. Yeah, I mean, I've always been roughly six nights a week uh, when I was on the road back in the 90s and, and in the 80s. And then I got off the road and came into town. And that, that was a bit of an adjustment. That was a little strange from full-out rock band with massive PAs and light shows to just little pubs. It was quite the um, yeah the adjustment, you know. I but, bet. Um, oh, it was culture shock for sure. I mean, we were I was touring albums back then, you know, and we were – it was it was a big rock show. Where now now it's more of a very intimate setting, you know. But I I love it. I love it. I've gone back to what I used to, which is acoustic. And in this city, there seems to be a lot of 
Um, you know, we're very lucky to have a lot of venues that, that support acoustic material and a lot of pubs. So the, the work is there and it is slowly coming back. But I've been doing this for many years, five to six nights a week for sure. Well, and you're a human jukebox. Yes. <laughs> like, I, 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 I rarely see you stumped when people yell out. Yeah. Never actually. Well, if, you, if you start, you start yelling country at me, I'll get stumped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys that do it a lot better than I do, and it's just, it's, it's not where my heart is at this point in my life. I mean, I love it. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I'm more of old school country. Yeah. Yeah. I like the stuff from the 60s and 50s, 60s, and 70s. You know, even 70s is kind of pushing it. But yeah. the stuff I grew up when I was a kid on the farm, my mom used to listen to that's the, that's the kind of country that really grabbed me. The old, um, Everything from Conway Twitty to Johnny Cash to, oh, I can't even think right now. But it's just that old school stuff. I just love it. The twangier stuff. Yeah. Well, it seems a little more sincere to me. That's my yeah. opinion. I could be wrong, but. No. I know. To me, it touches my heart more. It's a, maybe it's a little more rhythm and a little more gospel too, I guess. You know? Yeah. 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 But anyway, that's. So what do yeah, you. Yeah, I'm not a None of genre I'm running into at this point in my life, but I'm sure that could change. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, that's yeah. that's the point of life. Yeah, it's changed. What uh, what got you into music? Was it a family family thing or? What, to start playing? Yeah. 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 Oh, I grew up with it. Just music was all around my, my family on both sides. And there's a lot of, uh, I mean, like everybody plays something to a degree, but it was, it was definitely my brother, Andy. He's uh probably the, the main reason why I play because he he came home him, him and my, oh, my, my siblings my older siblings they come home with all these records when I was just a little kid and I remember first song first song I remember hearing believe it or not I was a toddler in Montreal I got a freakish memory that way I can just remember can't remember names for the life of me but I can right. remember being a year and a half a year a year and a half old on my grand on my babysitters you know yeah <laughs> but there was uh, a song called No Way A. It's a French tune. I remember being infatuated with it, and my uh, brother taught me how to run the little that little dinky record player, 45 record player that we had. I was probably like a year and a half old, two years old, and I just, since then, man, I was just possessed by music. I just loved it, put me in front of a, a stereo, and I would be content all day. Wow. Yeah. So what, weird. what was your first <laughs> instrument then? What, uh, after that? Ah. <sighs> Wanted bass, but uh, I mean, I, want, I actually, sorry, wanted guitar, but back in the 70s, yeah, I'm dating myself, but when the guitars, if you got a cheap guitar in the 70s, it was a cheap guitar. It was like not playable, it was a piece of crap. Yeah. Where now you can spend 150 bucks and get a guitar that you can use on stage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or back then, the instruments where you got what you paid for. My parents got my guitar, and the action was about six inches off the neck it was uh, completely unplayable cello and i so i just i, I hated it yeah. so i i didn't i didn't pursue it because it was too painful to play and i just guitar is what i wanted and then i well my brother had bassist kicking around because he was a musician he was a lead singer and a guitar player and he was multi-talented as well and he nice he um always encouraged me to pick up stuff you know like he had he had a rehearsal space on the farm we had an old grain shed he converted into uh his own kind of room insulated and everything. And as far as bands were first, this is mid seventies. And he'd be, yeah, when we leave, yeah, play whatever you want, man. This is all the records, which is so not a typical big brother. Yeah. 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 But he encouraged it. And I, I, I was given access to a lot of instruments that I could play and 
kind of tinkered with all of them. And I ended up with guitar. It was a long story because it's the last instrument I had. Another gift from my brother was, it was uh, my brother Andy was a Yamaha G55 classical. Nice. And I loved it and I played it, but it's not the way I wanted it to go, but it's how it ended. But the instrument I played before, believe it or not, was alto sax. And I loved it. Wow. But um, I was renting it and I had to give it back. <laughs> so, ended up, yeah, so I ended up with the guitar, played it, and then everything took off from there. And then the very last thing I wanted to be was a singer. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's funny how that works. Yeah. That's... Now, in the mid-80s, we're trying to go on the road again. And all the singers that worked with at the time, God bless them, you know, they're just always an issue. Always something that drove me nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we tried finding another singer and we couldn't find one. And the boys said, well, why don't you sing? And I'm like, I don't want to sing, man. And nope. Well, ended up singing and here we are. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. God, you learned how to sing. Yeah. Oh, no. And, well, and, thank you for that. And you now have, you've got two, uh, two albums released, right? Yeah. Well, two solo albums. I've released uh, other full length yeah. albums with uh, bands back in the 90s. And I recorded a lot in the 90s. I was, all my big rock, kind of hard blues rock, very, very what was going on, you know, it had that, you know, very white snakey, zeppelin -y kind of thing, Soundgarden yeah. all mixed together. Are you and allowed to name drop of the bands? Oh, the band I used to be in? Yes. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah my band, Sweet Lucy. Yeah. 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 Nice. We, 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 were, we, were, we played Calgary all over Western Canada for years. Awesome. Yeah. And we came very close to getting a major record deal with Polygram International. That's another long story, but it didn't go through, but it was very close. Nice. And, um, Not nice, but nice. Yeah. yeah Opportunities you know, that you, you miss and yeah. hit and miss in this entertainment industry, right? Yeah. Well, you know, but you got to keep going. But I mean, as for solo albums, and this is only the second one I've done. I did one 10 years ago. Nice. And then I just kind of, you know, I've had another daughter and she just turned 12 and that kind of engulfed my life and, and I kind of just, I worked where, you know, always played, but, you know, didn't know what to do about recording anymore. Yeah. And then I just, uh, I don't know, decided I wanted to do the way I started playing acoustic. That's how I started. And that's how, that's where I am now. And I'm really glad to be back to the beginning of what I do, but, but much better songwriter and player than I was back then. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I'm so I'm pursuing this and uh, it's been good to me and I, I really love the style of being able to, well, not the style. I, I love the concept of being able to play an acoustic and, and vocals. And that's it. I don't, I'm, you know, I don't use backing tracks. I don't use loops and that's fine. Other guys do it. God bless them. That all the power to them. Yeah. That's not my thing. I like to just, I, I mean, as pure as I can be, I'm on the acoustic yeah. and the voice and that's it. And that's all I want to do. Yeah. And uh, I, I love it because you can, uh, you know, you can really express yourself and you know, people and people appreciate it and, it makes you, you know, if you could touch somebody with your music or even with cover music, absolutely. If it makes people happy, it makes me happy. Well, yeah. we, we yeah, really absolutely. do appreciate your talent. We enjoy having you on the stage. That was, I was waiting for you for almost two years to get you on that <laughs> stage and interview you. Yeah, that was, well, that was, that was a lot of fun. You know, that was a great show. I mean, as you know, I was going through some personal stuff yeah. that day. Yeah. yeah. And you handled it like a pro. <laughs> that was a very hard day for me, but yeah. it was, uh, you know, I was glad I was there, and I was, I was really pleased with the uh, all of it. You know, it's a great stage, great uh, venue. I I go way back with Chris, you know, Chris Sparks, the your sound man. We yeah. go back to the Morgan days, yeah. and um, 
just everybody, you know, the, the owners, everybody's so nice. The guys are nice, and it was just a great venue. I love playing with Timothy J. You know, Tim Cambridge is a class act, and oh, so yeah. are his boys, and it's been nothing but fun. It was awesome to have you guys on stage. And so we, we're going to air this in a couple weeks. What links can we put out? Do you want to give a shout out with all your links to your fans and everything so they can find you on Spotify and all the platforms? This is to the new fans. Uh, the new fans. So what is my link? Gilthugas.com. All right. All right. So yeah, and my you can website, also find Gil on Facebook as well, right? Yeah, find me on Facebook, Gil, the G-I-L, and then Tugas, T-O-U-G-A-S. And if you go to my website, com, you will have a link to, you can just keep flipping to the website and it'll give you um, access to uh, samples of the songs of my album and then you can download it from there. You can order a CD from me if you want or if you're old school or if you want to just stream it on Spotify or Apple or Amazon, that's, uh, that's all there. It tells you how to do everything, one-stop shopping right there. <laughs> and all my dates and where I'm playing and a bit of a bio, just that kind of thing. Well, we'd love to have you back. So can we bring you back on the show in like four or five months if you're good with that? Absolutely, yeah, without a doubt. Awesome. Thanks, Gil. Thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah. Well, thanks, guys. You guys are awesome. And I wish you nothing but continued success. And I uh, look forward to hearing from you in the future. Yeah, awesome. Look, looking forward to seeing you back out there. Yes. Yeah.